Welcome, welcome to the KLC podcast. I'm your host, Shin, and here we try to discuss the best strategies for Catan and the newest developments in online Catan. Additionally, we try to show you what our community is made of, so you will get to know people from the community a bit more. And we also try to discuss broader topics on Catan. What is the future of Catan and a lot of other stuff. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I would like your feedback afterwards. Hello, hello, and welcome to the seventh King of Catan podcast. Um, today, I'm not here with my co-host, Eric, uh, because I will talk about a bigger topic again. Today, we're talking about content creation in Catan. So what what is even content in Catan? Like, what what people want from content in Catan, how do you do content in Catan, like everything related to that. And because I'm just a small time streamer with like 10 viewers or something, I uh, got myself three people who I think are right now one of the biggest people in Catan content creation to talk about that. So yeah, let me introduce you, you two first, Starshine. Hello there. Yes. Uh, Starshine, can you tell us a bit about what you do in Qatar right now? I mean, at the moment, I'm only active on YouTube. And I personally love to do, most of the time, fun videos who are just about not being that competitive most of the time. But I also have, of course, some strategy videos, which I love to share some insightful content, I think. Yes. And Starshine is, in my opinion, right now, one of the most active and most fun YouTubers to, to watch. So everyone listening here, go there, especially if you like to learn about Cities and Knights, because he's one of the goats. Um, You're too kind. <laughs> if you talk about goats, I also have here um, the goat commentator uh, who also loves cats. Hello, retired hero. Hi, Shin. Thanks for having me. You know, it's so it's so great when you said hello and then Star Starshine said hello. I instantly recognize both your voices. <laughs> ah, that that's a good thing. Or is it my German accent? <laughs> it's probably a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you do in Catan? Uh, so for me, the primary part right now is live streaming. I've been doing a lot of casting, commentating, live tournament games, uh, and then posting those onto YouTube. But I've also done a few other uh, kind of short form videos too. I did the official colonist.io tutorial video, so I got to work with colonists for that one. I'm putting out Fluffy's Guide to Catan, which is kind of a slower start from the very bottom and working on Catan strategy all the way up, and probably a few more YouTube videos in the future. Nice. And, you know, we have one person who primarily focuses on Twitch, one person who primarily focuses on YouTube. Why don't also invite a person who does both? So hello to the creator of the plow, Delighted. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. And uh, I just want to throw in a quick note, the word plow. Um, I wasn't the person who created it. That was um, one of my friends, uh, young Nija. Um, yeah. So the story behind the word, the plow, for anyone who doesn't know, it means cut off in the word Catan. So if you get like, if someone builds a settlement, takes away your settlement spot, it's known in the world as the, as like you got, you got plowed. But how the world actually came into uh, existence was because of my friend, uh, young Nijah. He's actually like the ranked like number two or three Catan universe player. But um, yeah, he's just absolutely phenomenal. But basically, uh, 
we were just playing some games one day and he was like he's messing around and just started using the word the plow and my entire friend circle started using it he's like yo dog i'm a plow you like wait no bad words no bad words <laughs> but, okay, he said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's basically like made some jokes like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna plow you and then uh... we started using it now and then so we invited um ian which is the usa national champion to also play with us and uh, we also we also started using the word with him too and so so we, we all just started using it and then for one of my youtube videos i'm like hey yo ian can you use the word the plow super casually just to make it seem like it's a legit word <laughs> so, so so we so we recorded a video together and we were using the word like plow several times left and right and then and then like it suddenly caught on and it started everyone started using it so like <laughs> um yeah, it just like it just came from a friend group, and everyone just started using it. And now it's like commonly used in the Catan road, which I find it pretty funny. And all it's, all, all because I told you know like Ian, we gotta legitimize the word by you using it, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's funny. I mean, uh, it's it's not as much, but once I uh, I was in a stream and someone used the word Straussenbau for road building, <laughs> and who was not from KOC, but. Uh, came to me that uh, i felt that um um D dylan can you uh, tell our listeners shortly what you do for katan right now yeah um i just i make katan content on youtube and twitch and uh yeah that's about it uh look me up <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 he, he he does both though we have like people who are investing the time in different subjects to create content so um think at first I want to talk a bit about YouTube content because every one of you is doing YouTube content. One is doing it a bit more, one is doing it a bit less. So um, the first question, like one of the only questions I got from people before here, it was uh, what makes good YouTube content? I think that's a really hard question to answer, but maybe you can discuss a bit what you think about uh, what is a good content. I think Delighted's probably got the best handle on this one. Delighted, you've been doing it for the longest. And, you mm -hmm. know, I've recently just gone into it. And I've gotten some advice from you, too. So I think you're probably the best one to to start things off. Yeah, I'd say the number one thing nowadays is just quality. you got to put in the quality. Uh, and you got to be hypercritical. Uh, so, like, <laughs> I think I'm known for, like, taking a while to post my videos. Sometimes it does. It takes me a while. Sometimes it doesn't. And But I really want to focus more on quality because, uh, you know, I have like the mindset of like, you know, it's like an audience of like around like, you know, 30,000. If I can spend five hours saving like five seconds, you know, like for 30,000 people, it's worth it. And the thing is like, you know, people say like, oh, you got to optimize your video for the YouTube algorithm. And that's like, not true. No, 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 no. You're, you need to optimize the video for people. That's, that's who's watching. And the thing is people notice the effort, not YouTube. It's the people that you watch. So like, I think that, um, you know, putting like your 110% or 120% is just necessary to survive on YouTube because, you know, people notice it, especially like, you know, there's just so many flooded uh, videos of uh, like, or there's so many YouTube videos out there. So if you want to be the top of the top, you have to just uh, outshine everyone just through a lot of quality and effort. That's the biggest thing. And it's like people say that like, um, I think it's some common misconception that when you first start out, you need to post like, uh, you know, daily or post super often, but that's not true if you want to grow. Uh, you know, like the people who have only have like 10 videos and have like 100k subscribers, that's because they release banger after banger after banger of a video. And that's how they blow up. Uh, yeah, and they're always they're, they're also improving with every single video. That's the, I think that's the key to, uh, to success on YouTube, just quality, quality, quality. Okay, 
Okay. Uh, Stasha, what do you think what makes like a quality video? Like you're doing a lot of different kind of videos and you're experimenting a bit, right? Oh, absolutely. I try to make a wide range of videos and also try to vary with guests and people who join me for the videos, of course. Um, but your question is really interesting because I think high quality video can technically be everything. I don't think this is specific to any topic, like if it's gameplay or um, any type of commentary or also just a strategy video. Um, I think it's just about that um, you see the effort and the time commitment um, in the video. I think that's something that's really important, that it's just not, you know, um, putting an intro and outro at the beginning and the end and then post it on YouTube. So, um, mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can totally see that because um, when I started uh, playing Catan, the first thing I did was watching YouTube because I learned that from other stuff stuff I did before, like go on YouTube, what is on there. And I saw Neonate, Dylan, and Treek. I think at that moment, these were the only like Catan YouTube channels. But nowadays, there are a lot of Catan YouTube channels, at least from what I see on YouTube, at least uh, like 20 to 30 channels. But still, um, mo most of them do the same stuff, right? They upload their games, most mostly unedited. But a few people like put in the work and edit that. And for me as a viewer, that is what uh, also makes a big difference. You know, uh, Retired Hero also, uh, you, you sometimes you say you do the short videos that maybe even takes way more work than like your longer ones, right? Yeah, I'm I'm one of those uh, lazy people that Dylan's talking about. I'm one of the ones that, <laughs> that that puts out my Twitch streams and I put those on a YouTube. But I mean, I have I have different goals uh, for for content creation. And everything first and foremost for me, it's a it's a hobby and I'm doing it for fun. Uh, I really enjoy the Twitch side, the the live streaming, the audience interaction. Uh, that part I really enjoy a lot because I used to do some content creation for another game before. So my goal with the the YouTube, the VOD content, the video on demand is to point people towards the live audience and to have people have more people in that community to interact. Um, so I want them to get a, a, a good feeling of what those streams are like when they're there. So I tend to edit those ones less. But the shorter form videos, like even the colonist tutorial one, that one came out to be something like five or six minutes long. But that one took well over 20 hours because it went into everything from doing the script to doing a bit of a storyboard to you know me just doing a, a read through of it and then showing them the draft and then having them come back with i think it was like six or seven rounds of revisions and it was a really good process and then at the end of it that's that's kind of what you get so you put lots of hours into something like the tutorial Oh, well, yeah. I, I just remember that uh, Trigasaurus once said he had a video in which he took like 100 hours, more than one hour of work for wow. one video. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I can't think about that. Like how much is that? And at least it seems to me, maybe uh, you three can uh, answer that. It seems to me that sometimes you can predict a bit how well a video does, but you can't really always do it because for some, uh, for example, like, Dylan did like one or two videos where which I thought, okay, this will boom, you know, get like 1K, 100K, 200K viewers, but they didn't. And then another video got like 200K viewers. I'm like, why this one? Hmm. 
Uh, yeah. Um, do any of you have like uh, any big expertise in there? You know, can, do you think you can like predict the outcome of the videos, like how uh, popular it gets? Yeah, I think there's there's it's, yeah, I think that's a lot easier than you think. Um, so like, so like the, the thing is, the Catan is you know it's been like thirty million over thirty million copies of Catan have been sold. It's a huge game. Um, so it's like in relative to the amount of games of copy like Katana sold relative to the amount of like content being created, it's it's actually like a very very uh, off balance ratio. Like there's like Katana is close to mainstream media, but there's no like you know there's there's not too much content being created over it um so like it has a huge potential it's like katana's huge 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 potential in the content creation world so like to uh so to tell if a video will explode or not like pick out any of your casual friends who play katana like you know like, like let's say like five or six times show them the video is it engaging to them do they like it do they, do they click off of it when do they click off of it why analyze that and show it to like 10 people and like you know like a analyze the data and with that, you can just tell if it's going to explode or not. Uh, and just watch it yourself. Like, do you do you find do you actually like watching it yourself? Like, if you can't watch your own videos, if you can't binge your own videos, then I, that's something that, uh, yeah, I think that's something that's pretty important. When I first started creating my own YouTube content, like I told myself that I wanted to be able to go back and binge watch my own videos. And if I can't do that, then I need to delete the video. And uh, well, I have several videos that I've deleted. I'm like, okay, this is not good enough because you know, quality is king. I, I truly believe that. And retired here on your point. Uh, no, I, was, uh, I think your videos are good. I think your videos are good. Yeah. Uh, since people go to your channel and they and they and they watch your YouTube content because, uh, and, and you got one thousand subscribers like very very quickly because they like your videos and stuff. Quality doesn't mean that you have to spend hours and hours editing it. Quality means maybe your live commentary is quality, uh, or like maybe your stream quality is very good. So, mm. yeah, I, I mean, people watch your videos for a reason. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you've got really good advice there too. The biggest thing for me with what what is good content for me is what do I enjoy making? And mm -hmm. what does my community enjoy watching? And that takes some time to figure out. Um, for me, I, I know that casting and commentating live is a huge thing. And you see, you know, the fun production on my stream, we've got, I'm probably the first one to do scenes for these things. But I took that from other other esports and other games and i brought that over and i thought you know what this is actually really fun really engaging and we can make some some big moments and the community is kind of picked up on that too so you know when you have good content i think it means that it's something that you enjoy doing and watching back yourself and it's something that your community really enjoys and then it's something that they'll interact with um uh, one thing i i researched a bit of course before this <laughs> podcast one thing i saw that uh, of course that's not too surprising that like uh if you tie videos to your recent e to recent events uh it's always good like i remember uh, for starshine's uh, seafarers video you made a seafarers video that took like three minutes or something and i think this is the most popular video of your channel I'm oh yeah absolutely sorry. but it's also a tutorial which is i think kind of ah. different so okay um, Okay, so yeah, you have also some more uh, really nice tutorials with the real life cards. I remember these. Um, yes, so. exactly. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of my career, if you call it like that, I did, of course, um, take photos myself and put them on the videos just because I really enjoyed doing that. Um, but the problem is I don't have the equipment to do that with a really high quality at the moment. That's why I switched um, 
to a visual of virtual um mm -hmm. yeah I'm missing um, a word here. <laughs> yeah 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 we understand what it mean like like you okay. you're like on like the online Catan content exactly, like yeah. playing on colonist or something like yeah. that yeah um one thing i was thinking about uh what what do you guys think uh like there's a lot of stuff on base game Catan open but there's almost none of cities and nights and seafarers and like i i i know okay i just look it up too uh, that uh like the for for example starshine channel it's a bit smaller channel but the good the videos with a lot of views are like the black forest video then another seafarers video seafarers video like stuff that is that you can't really see on the these big channels you think there is like an opening there yeah, I mean, so when I get into it, I'll I'll start first. I'll tell you why I don't do Cities and Nights, number one, because I have truthfully never played a lot of Cities and Nights, and it's no, it, it felt like a different game. It feels like, you know, there's a lot of different rules and things. I, I'm a base game player for a lot of board games, and I'll play a hundred different base game board games, and every now and then I'll only throw in like one or two expansions at the most. Uh, but I guess if you're trying to make content for the largest number of people, right? 30 million copies of base Catan sold. How many copies or how many people out there actually know Seafarers? Or how many people out there actually know Cities and Knights or Traders and Barbarians and all those other expansions? So if you're trying to hit as many people as possible, I think, of course, they're all going to know the base game. But do you have really small, passionate communities about these other expansions? Probably. And that's probably what you're seeing on Starshine's videos. And if people are looking for those things, you know, you get into the search engine, you get into the search engine optimization, they're looking up these keywords, cities and nights. And then I think they'll eventually find you and they'll find your content. Okay. okay. So uh, Dylan, what do you think? You, you, I think you said once you wanted to learn Seafarers, but you don't think you ever played it, right? At least not on, uh, on your YouTube channel. Uh, now, nowadays, uh, so I've learned, I learned Seafarers and cities and nights. Oh, okay. um, am I good at them? No, I'm not good at them. <laughs> but um, it's, it's exactly as Retired Hero said. So if you're trying to like, um, ba basically, yeah, there's like a cap to the number of audience you can get because, uh, you know, Cities and Nights, it's a niche within a niche uh, because, you know, it's, a, it's an expansion of a board game, uh, of like a Catan, which is a board game in itself. So it's, yeah, I mean, Retired Hero, you said it perfectly, perfectly well. Um, though I definitely think that Cities and Nights has a huge potential. I mean, no, like, yeah, there's huge potential. There is a very passionate community behind it. Um, but I do think that the, you are capped at the, at the population, but I mean, I, the cap can still be very, very high. You can still get like 50,000 video, like views per video. I'm pretty confident with that. Uh, but it takes work to grow and build that community yourself though. It and it also depends on your goal. Like that's another question yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had for you. Like, uh, what is what are your personal goals for the YouTube content? Uh, Retired Hero already said that for him, YouTube is like a springboard to go onto Twitch, right? What I said. Like people watch your YouTube videos and say that it's oh the, he looks fun. Let's go to Twitch to watch more of him. Uh, but uh, Stasha, what about you? Do you have like any goal? Would you say with your YouTube content? <laughs> I mean, I don't really have any goal for my YouTube career, so I just want to have some fun with creating content. And also, I personally have a lot of fun with recording with the most different people and, you know, just hanging out together. Also, it always feels like the atmosphere is a bit different when you're recording while um, 
just playing a random game. Uh, I can totally see that. Like you asked me also to be part of one of your videos and uh, this is a lot about fun. And especially exactly. like for me, also your videos are really good for the small community, like for the King of Catan community, for example, because everyone watching will know who you played and then they can like uh, see, oh, one of my favorite people. Oh, what do they play this time? And oh, they play Cities Night without a night. You know, that's uh, exactly and, it. Yeah. And, and that's about it. And Dylan, I mean, uh, seems to me at least your goal is to live out of, of, of YouTube or maybe like of Catan content creation as a whole. Yeah, I'd still personally, I still have to figure out like uh, what I want to do if I want to be teaching full time or if I, um, or if I want to try to do, make this, uh, you know, go full time with this. I have to make a decision soon once I graduate. Um, I guess my goals for me, The biggest thing is that I used to, when it comes to YouTube and um, making money, I, like I've, the money part really stresses me out. And I think that like once you start monetizing, at least for me, like it really sucked a lot of the fun. I mean, the truth is like, I've said this before, but like, you know, do you really think I'm a big fan of Rage Shadow Legends? I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta like think about yes. that yourself. <laughs> I mean, actually, I've, I've yeah. actually played the game and like, I think it's actually a pretty fun game. But like, is it something like, I mean, yeah, it's so like that stuff. It's like I'm literally selling like a piece of my soul for a paycheck. And, you know, that that feels pretty horrible. But, uh, yeah. Um, so, like, that part stresses me out a lot. And I think in terms of, like, YouTube and Twitch, I think I really, really, really enjoy live streaming way more than uh, creating YouTube. Nice. Since that, when I think about that, that's just, it's all, that that's gets, like, it's so, it's so much more stressful. Uh, and I think I can, yeah, it's just so much more stressful when it comes to that. But I think that uh, what's what's helped alleviate that for me is trying to put out, uh, it's like, just like, stop caring about the money. Just don't look at it and focus on good content first and then care about the money. And I think uh, when I think about that, that uh, it helps me a lot more and like, relieve a lot of the stress. Like, who cares about the money? Don't care about the money. Care about, you know, making good content first. Huh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, number one, I, I don't have to worry about money because my most of my stuff isn't monetized. Um, and, and the stuff that I do make, it's really just so that people can pass their time. Like right now, people are looking for things to do and they're looking for ways to spend their time. And if they can come hang out on a weekend and watch some Catan games, have a couple of laughs, play a couple of games. And then even on Tuesdays, it's like the most stress-free thing ever. I do a stream on Tuesdays, Tuesdays, and that's where I play three games with the viewers or with subscribers and then uh in between we do stretch breaks like physical guided stretch breaks and it's so low stress it's just come hang out enjoy your time and i think i'm i'm a little bit lucky that way where i've kind of been able to shape the community and shape my stream schedule around that where you know i don't have to worry about it i can just do what i enjoy and you know the the few people that will come out and watch they're enjoying what it is And I think that's that's basically my goal for the whole thing is just to for everybody to kind of enjoy their time. And all all that's kind of around my whole life philosophy that's getting deep now. But the whole life philosophy, you always hear me say it at the end of the stream, is that do no harm, do good, do better. Like if we can enjoy our time and then, you know, take our time here and then go back out, feel recharged, feel refreshed you know have some downtime and if your downtime is watching youtube content and some of that youtube content are, are our videos are you know starshine's 
you know, Black Forest map is super fun. You watch Delighted's latest video and then you go back out and you feel like you're rested, you're recovered, and then you go back out and then you do some good stuff out there. I think that's good. I think we we help in a way, right? We provide entertainment, we provide some downtime, a bit of a stress release from people so they can forget about everything else and then just think about a game. I love yeah. that. I love that. Oh man, yeah, that was <laughs> such a nice way to put put it. But um, what you all said and what is like also I think what a lot of other people at least I listen to say is like don't look at the money. Don't try to start a YouTube career just because you want to become famous or rich, right? Because like we, we have one person who says, I, I do it for fun with another person who says, I do it for fun. And third person said, oh, I, maybe I did it for the money, but that was not fun. So I do it mostly for fun right now. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, this is something I think even the listeners, because from what I've seen, like a lot more players want to start to do YouTube. And I think some people have like this big goal, okay, maybe I can live off of YouTube because, you know, you can do it with opening Pokemon Booster. Why can't you do it with uh, <laughs> Catan, you know? <laughs> but, uh, so do you have any like uh, things you'd say that people who want to upload videos should never do? Like it, that maybe stuff you're, you encountered yourself uh, that you try to do it didn't work out or stuff that you think is like not fun at all? Hmm. I think that one's hard. I mean, I, I think there's just like board games, there's a board game for everybody. I think there's content made for everybody. I mean, obviously don't break any of the terms of service rules or anything like that. <laughs> uh, maybe that's maybe that's the biggest answer. Don't oh, break any rules. I did rules. that already <laughs> in bed for Twitch. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Yeah. but you know if if you find something that, you know that fits within all the terms of service rules and everything and you you find it entertaining i'm sure there's somebody out there that's kind of like you or kind of has the same interest and they might find that entertaining too but yeah don't don't break the rules okay <laughs> i would also think about because i, I talked to another content creator that i know there's not on here who uh like told me that he had an editor that didn't know anything about Catan and, you know, that didn't work out because he didn't understand the video at all and wasn't, uh, like, trained enough by the person who wanted to make the video. So, yeah, that was one thing thinking about. Sasha, did you have mm. everything, anything you wanted to do that, like, didn't work out or you would say, okay, I will never do that again? Um, I would definitely probably not do again the tractor card video because that took me honestly over 50 hours at least just because it was so much to uh animate and writing the script as Richard here has said before and I would never do that again I think it was fun to see the result of it but it was just uh you know at some point it is really exhausting so <laughs> yeah yeah I can... <laughs> oh, sorry sorry go oh. ahead oh yeah I was saying uh yeah the video so videos like that are great for the viewer, I just wanted to say. But I can see why maybe you don't have the time to do that every time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't think, start like Starshine, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but I don't think you're you're saying don't ever do it. It's just that you did it, and for your time, you probably wouldn't do it again. But if other people want to do it, it's not necessarily bad content. It's just very time-consuming. Exactly, yes. 
I think one thing that is really important if someone wants to do stuff on YouTube or also at any other platform is that you have to have fun, as we said before, and also that you believe in what you um, are doing so that you think someone is, well, enjoying watching this. Because I, for example, I record way more stuff than I put on YouTube, for example, for ex especially on the gameplay. I record, I don't know, 10 games and I probably upload two or three of them just because the others are, you know, nothing exciting happens. It's just a regular game. I want to put something on YouTube that is funny to watch. So mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. also something important. Well, I think Dylan can uh, tell us a lot of stories about because he's like the most experienced about stuff uh, he would never do again. Do you have any funny story for, for the list? <laughs> Anything I wouldn't do again. That's a really tough one. Uh, um, I, was hoping, I was hoping that I'd be able to get a pass on this. Anything I wouldn't do again. Um, let's see. Yeah, I guess while Dylan's thinking, I mean, like with a lot of content creation in my past too, a lot of it is you do something... And it may or may not get the numbers that you want or the reaction that you wanted, but you're learning from that content. Like you, none of us are, are already experts and pros at this. I mean, Dylan's probably the closest, but you know, every video that you make, you're learning something from it. And when you get started, especially, I don't think you regret any of your videos, so to speak. Like there's no regrets. You're just putting stuff out there so that you're learning and hopefully the next video is better and the next video is better. So I think it is a hard question. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm here for what I'm here for. I want you to answer questions you've never answered before. But Dylan, mm -hmm. if you don't have anything uh, you, you, can, you can say, then we can also move on to talk about the stuff you're excited about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like there's, uh, I mean, obviously, I, I wish I could go back and tell myself to do like, you know, like to, I, I change a lot of things like, you know, upgrade the quality here, do this, do that, do this. But there's nothing like, I guess, um, I think the only regrets I've ever had was not putting in more effort for my videos, especially the ones that I know. I'm like, yeah, you only put in like 70% of your usual effort. And uh, uh, okay. you know, that, that's like probably my biggest regret is not putting 100% for every single one. But, uh, you know, even though as, as big of a nut I am, I am for quality, uh, a quote that really like that, uh, that's, that recently, you know, like sort of hit me like right in the soul. I think it was something like, you know, sometime, sometimes as a content creator, It's less about the quality. It's less about the creativity and the quality, but rather more about the consistency. Uh, yeah. Ah. So, yeah. And you have to find like a very nice balance between that, which which I th I think I, I I'm trying my best to do. I do struggle with that though. Yeah, I know what you're saying. There there are some content creators on YouTube, maybe not in Qatar, but people who like have one or two really, like you would say, banger videos. You know that videos you can watch, but the rest of the channel is like okay, only okay and that can be an issue because then this video gets like a million views and the channel has 10,000 subscribers uh, yeah i'm i still want to ask you dylan when will be uh, my first katan tournament uh, uh, like uh, the second video on that because that was of course one of my favorite videos you've ever done <laughs> the drawing one yeah yeah that was actually one of the my favorite videos that um, also uh, i do want to finish that up Uh, yeah, but it was like one of my worst performing videos. Yeah, at the yeah. Time. I, I, I don't know why we got that. that was so much fun. That was like, yeah. But I, I, I can, act, I can pinpoint why specifically. But uh, okay. But um, yeah, I do. I definitely want to like redo that since uh, there's a lot more to that story. And I think that story is like it would inspire a lot of people. It's like, wow, 
let me, you know, like, I really do want to, you know, like play, or like, you know, play competitive Catan if this guy was able to do it or whatever. Uh, yeah, there's, def- there's a lot more to this story. I think that there is room to like, you know, just like for an entire video series of just like you know, Catan stories or like, or like the time I did this at USA National Championships. Yes. Like, like the time I went to the tournament and I've had a viewer and then they just absolutely like clapped on me. Like they just destroyed me. And then, or like, or the time, uh, you know, like, I t- like, you know, I beat the viewer in tournament and I took them out to dinner and, you know, we discussed strategy after that. Uh, oh. So there's a lot of super cool stories uh, that I'm sure I can animate and like tell. Uh, oh. It's certainly very different from my channel though, but oh. I think people would still enjoy it. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah. watch that. I, I'd I watch, watch that 100%. Yeah, but uh, I also think, of course, the content will change, right? When the pandemic is over, because then there will be people who do content on real life Catan tournaments. Yeah, for sure. That's something I definitely want to get into myself. Like, there's a lot of like poker vlogs and stuff where people go out and play poker. And I want to do something like that for Catan. It's like, you know, like I'm showing, I should just show up to the tournament, record how I do, uh, you know, talk about it in between, and like, you know, also do some light bits of strategy. And I think that, I think that's like a, like a new creative thing that, uh, yeah, since like, you know, pre COVID, there's like, tournaments like, there's like uh since i did a lot of research on everything but there's only literally only one video out there of like a tournament vlog it only got like like 20 views maximum um but like i think if it's done right it it would you know a lot of people would love it uh, but the yes. problem is it take a lot of work since you, know, you have to drive <laughs> record edit uh you have to also play well and if you don't play well like how, how, how are you supposed to get the board up uh, and like how you like, is it okay if you show other people's faces and like I've never done a vlog mm. before either, so like I'm probably gonna record it with like my phone, which is gonna be like pretty eh quality. But eh, that's yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, but but I know what I'm saying. Like uh, I had a real real crate and Savat and also Mark Oxa on here, and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. stuff they could tell me about uh, live tournaments. You know, when someone tells you, okay, my friend doesn't use deodorant because that gives him an edge in winning. I saw. I I listened to that. <laughs> I like spat out my food. That's so disgusting. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 like the stuff Real Craig told me about, like he that he how much he drank before uh, before the uh, semifinals and stuff. You know, that's uh, that's could be really interesting too. So let's see. Maybe one of you, Dylan, already said. I'm not sure. Starshine, did you ever play real life tournament? Uh, I did not. No. Okay. Will you? <laughs> I mean, it's planned, but the problem is I live at the end of nowhere, so it's pretty oh, hard yes. to oh. travel somewhere, get into yeah. tournaments. So, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. A random yeah. thought I'd be th- um, random thought that I was like, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. So you know, for 2018 uh, Canadian Nationals, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was 2019, uh, the one yeah. where Sarva won. Yeah, <laughs> one of the guys there was high while while playing. <laughs> <laughs> if you go back and watch the video, I mean, you could probably figure oh, out. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was the one with the with, uh, next to Sabat in the red shirt, right? I, I, I'll let you figure that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But when I was told that, I, I, I could not stop laughing. I'm like, that makes so much more sense. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he totally looks like he's out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Performance yeah. enhancing. Let's go maybe talk a bit about the live streaming content because Dylan already said he has way more fun right now doing it and uh, he said he was doing it. And maybe Starshine, will you do live streams sometime? Um, that's also closely connected to I'm living at the end of nowhere because internet is, of course, a very big problem for me <gasps> with live streaming. So 
yes, it's probably not planned in the near future. No. Oh, that's that's sad because I think like especially your content can be like really good combined with the retired hero community. You know what I'm saying? Because I think they would love these weird, crazy games. Oh, I agree absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that. That that's quite bad, but um, you know, even I do live streaming, so that's something I can uh, talk about. But first, um, let's add the other two to guests. Like, why do you like live streaming that much? So, and what is the difference between live streaming and YouTube? Live streaming is great. the The feeling of something happening right then, and you guys are the first to witness it. You know, this is the 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 grand final, and everybody's gathered around this table. And people just want to enjoy the game, you know, watching something by yourself. It's okay. I mean, you're interested in it, you're curious, but when you're watching something and there's 40 people, 100 people, you know, a whole audience around there watching the same thing, you feel like you're part of something. That's why, you know, sports is such a big deal. That's why, you know, people get together and, and watch these concerts and, and big things together because they want to enjoy it as a group. And then later on, or even during the streams, you actually get to chat about it and talk about it. And one of the biggest things I do on my stream is interact with the chat. You know, the the questions that pop up, the points that they make, they're contributing to the stream. Like this isn't just the retired hero and fluffy show. It's everybody who talks in the stream too. You know, their their names get shouted out. It's like a real connection with the people. You know, where I like the YouTube content. But it's really just, you know, one person kind of sitting there consuming the content by themselves. Whereas with streaming, you know that you're talking to a retired hero. You know that you're talking to Delighted. And I think that part makes it really fun. Yeah, it's like you, you're able to build up a much more intimate relationship with, uh, with live streaming. Your community is just a lot closer. And that's something I love about like you know, streaming on Twitch. It's just you're able to you feel that connection. And it's it's that real time connection to the audience that's uh, that's very very different from YouTube, and you end up building like a very close knit like community where you know you have a good relationship with the streamer, good relationship with the audience. Uh, yeah, I, that's I think that's why I like streaming a lot. It's because I, I feel that connection. I, I know my audience loves me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I, I love my audience too. I love them back. They're, they're yeah. great. They're great. Yeah. It, and it's it's very organic, right? When you're when you're live streaming, it's unedited. They just get mm -hmm. you. They get your personality. They get all of your bad words, and, and they oh, get yeah. all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like you, oh, yeah. you don't get that on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. Like all that stuff is edited out. Well, most of it is. <laughs> yeah, but 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 it's again about community, which I found uh, found interesting because Darshine said for his YouTube content, he also loves it because he plays with, with people he knows in the right. community and he shared with community. And now you're also talking about community, which is of course not really possible to build on YouTube. Maybe it is, but you know, like it's not that easy to talk to the people in comments and stuff. So that, that I found really interesting. And, and do you have like any tips for the viewers to how to build a community? Because I think that's the biggest problem for a lot of up and coming Catan streamers. I, Today, yeah. for example, watched one person play some matches and he had like four viewers, five viewers. I think that's like the normal thing you get in the beginning. You know, it's really interesting about that. I, I think like even Starshine, you know, he, he builds a community in a different way. He he invites people to play. Vamos does this, too, does that too, where 
he just invites different people to play at the table and sit down at the table, which I think is really great. You know, you get to play with people that you invite and people that you have a lot of fun with. But even on YouTube, like there on my videos, and I don't have a, a huge following, like delighted, not yet. But uh, I ha I have already had people who come and comment so frequently. And then they clicked on the Discord link and joined my Discord server, and then they found my Twitch. And so that YouTube community, you know, if you want to call it that, they were able to find the larger, you know, Discord and Twitch community off of it. And so I, I still make an effort to include, you know, the YouTube viewers, the comments. I reply to every single one right now because I, I still can and still have the time to. But I make sure to include them in the community, and then they, you know, kind of find their way into the flock. Thank you for your thoughts. So, uh, Dylan, do you have like any thoughts on that? Because uh, maybe for you it was a bit different because you created your community on YouTube and then you started live streaming on Twitch. And I think you just started with uh, 100 viewers, right? Around. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think that the, uh, it depends what your goals are, first of all. But to really grow a Twitch audience, um, YouTube is just 100% necessary. Because, like, you're not going to get discovered through the board games category and, uh, like, or, or, like, a Tom category, like, a colonist category. You, like, in general, to grow on Twitch, you need some type of external source to push your audience to your, uh, you know, to your live streams. So whether that just be you being a prominent figure and, you know, in the Catan world or you having a YouTube channel, but you need some type of YouTube content to, in order to grow a live stream. That's, like, the number one biggest advice. Uh, so, like, uh, I think the number two biggest advice is, like, you know, make YouTube videos out of your live streams. Now, I wouldn't say just post it up, like, I wouldn't say just to post it, but rather, you know, edit it a little bit to, you know, save people's time. And it's, it's you know, like, I mean, the truth is, are you going to click on like a 30 minute video, like a 30 minute video of a game? We're going to click on like a two hour video. I think you're a lot more likely to click on the 30 minute video because, you know, it's 30 minutes instead of two hours. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. hundred um, percent. Although, yeah. you know what? I will say sometimes I find myself watching other board game videos and they're like other grand finals and stuff. And it is the long form. Like you get to see it all play oh, yeah, out. Yeah. And then you get to think at the like same amount of time that they get to think on the same timers. So there's some people that will enjoy that, you know, yeah, very yeah, yeah. short form content and some that will enjoy the full kind of raw video of it. But like I said, I, th I think you're right. There's a different audience for different pe people and there's still more space for different content and different content creators. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, I also thought about that. And, and like how Dylan phrased it is, I think, uh, really interesting because it's not only, okay, you need to have a YouTube channel in the beginning to, mm -hmm. to grow that, but you need to have like, incentive for other people to watch you because even in Catan there are at least 20, 30 maybe 40 people streaming Catan sometime and why are you the person people should watch and people can only get to know you if they like start watching your videos and uh, why should they start watching you if like someone else is online uh, which name you've already heard what do you think is the best uh, content to watch or to do in a live stream because um like some people play like only i call them auto matches on cu or like random colonist mm -hmm. matches or like that other people try to stream like games from tournaments uh, other people then try to stream like the really high competitive like premier league and all that stuff games so what do you think 
is like the stuff that really works on Twitch. And maybe also for Starshine, even if you don't do it, like what do you like to watch? If you watch a, a like live stream, like what do you think is more fun? Um, I, of course, don't do any live streams, but um, I personally, of course, enjoy doing the fun stuff because otherwise I would, of course, not do it. Um, I don't think that because we had that before Cities Nights or in stuff like that or the Black Forest map have the biggest audience, but it is what I enjoy the most just because it is something that no one does um, instead and it's what I personally enjoy playing the most. And that's why, of course, I do that stuff the most. Okay, if I can add something, I think for yeah. Twitch, you know, in Twitch, Twitch is fun and really good if you have like 40 to 50 viewers. And I think that is doable with Cities and Nights, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't even look at how many people are in the audience most of the time it's usually covered up for me because i have so many other tabs that are open like i've got my obs i've got you know all this other stuff going on so i don't i don't even look at how many people are there like the stuff that i stream i stream a, a little bit of what i'll call variety because on tuesdays those could tuesdays we stream viewer matches and those can be pretty meme at times because we have a little plow counter most of the time we're playing just to like try things out and make plays on each other and that that's a, I'm going to sneak it in here one more time. I made a five point five point turn, turn that into a video. Uh, but then on the weekends, we'll stream the very, very competitive tournament matches. And I think there's audience for both where, you know, you can play the four fun games and people will tune into that. And you, you can stream the really highly competitive and, and people will still be interested in that because it it takes your brain into different spaces. You know, in one, you're just relaxing, unwinding, having fun. And you know that... You know, those games aren't very serious. You're still trying to win, but they're not high stakes. You don't have money or prizes on the line. But on the weekends, some people really enjoy that. Like they really want to get into it and they want to see, you know, the highest level, the best players, the top quality. And there's there's audiences for that, too. I think, Dylan, you started streaming mostly tournament matches and some viewer games, right? Uh, I do tournament matches, viewer games, and I just occasionally uh, also do auto matches too. Uh, I do, yeah, I, the streaming stuff is pretty variety. But on weekends, I do mostly just tournament matches because uh, it's. I think it's like a fun little event. You know, also like I, what I really like about Twitch is, as, as you said, it's just more authentic. It's just I get to be me. And that means also just, you know, uh, they, they, my viewers get to see me lose. And, that, and I think that's a good thing. I want to see them. I want them to see me lose. Now, some people think it's like, oh, Bay Bag delighted he wins a lot. Oh, I lose a lot. I lose a lot. Um, so, yeah, and being able to stream that just lets people like see me just playing as me. They see me, they see my mistakes. They see my great moments. They see my bad moments. They see me get robbed. Just like you know, yeah, like I lose a lot more than most people think. So, so for yeah. everyone's listening, don't rob me in tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, De Delighted's a, a, a teacher, an educator, you know, inside and outside the game. But it's, a lot of these streams are educational. You know, people tune in to learn more about the game and to learn how to play and to encounter all these different situations. And you, you can have educational streams. You can have meme streams. You can have competitive streams. You can also have challenge streams, too. Like, Delighted, you did a 24-hour to Grandmaster grind. 
well i mean you you did it though i mean that's just like a different a different kind of content and i mean maybe i'll throw this one out there too because at the beginning of the year you know january i did a a fundraiser tournament so i did some charity or for a day and then the next month i did uh i helped out with another fundraiser for the american foundation for suicide prevention so i think you can throw in charity as a kind of a category in there too yeah, yeah, that's something I definitely want to do. So, so, so you are say like almost everything is possible if um, anything if you, is possible. So, if, if you're a fun person, the biggest thing is, um, I mean, like when you when you think about talking about streaming, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, everyone wants to do it, right? You get to play video games, and you know, you know, get a lot of a lot of people, and you get money, right? But it's, it's not that simple. Now, <laughs> uh, I, th- I think it takes a lot more work. I think like. In order to uh, do good stream, I think you have to you know put some time into it. You have to prepare for it. So like um, whether that be wh- whether the stream, so like you can't just like walk in and just expect to play. At least that's what, what, for whenever I do my streams. I don't like to just walk in and like you know all right let's do this today. But rather it's like come up with a specific event or do something special uh, that's different. So like whether it's a tournament, um, which is why I've been entering because it's like an event set up for me. Or like I'm gonna be doing this challenge so people know. But I think every being able to add unique value or having preparedness for the stream, so there's some structure to it. So beginning, we're doing this. Here are the stakes, and then the, um, and then this is the end. And then you do do whatever it is you plan to do at the stream, and that, that, that makes for a good stream. Um, being able to just you know have have something specific you plan for it because in, in general, just planning is good rather than just like I'm gonna play some Catan today. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Also, it makes for a better YouTube video if your stream is structured too. Uh, for me, like I also said in, uh, in the beginning of our discussion, I also stream, but I don't see myself as a streamer. I only uh, share the high competitive games I play on Twitch because I like. I know that a small community of our Catan server likes to watch these games and it's way more easy to watch them there. So... Um, I think, at least from my perspective, these games are good to watch like once or twice or something like that. But these games don't really grow a community because uh, you play a game and you drop off. And what I learned from Dylan, at least, um, is that if you want to have more fun and you want to have the people in your stream to have more fun, just talk a bit just talk to them while you're playing because even like when i watch katan video katan streams for me it's not even about like how good a player is but it's about if i can interact with them if i can if if they are fun a fun person that's what i what i meant with a fun person if you're like uh uh, sitting there and just saying yeah okay i give you all four sheep and four for one my brick forward i don't know that's at least nothing I would watch. What, uh, but you want to say something, Hero? Yeah, maybe just building off of that. I think the the biggest entry point for anyone wanting to come in is you think I'm a YouTuber, I'm a streamer. I think the first thing you have to think about is I'm an entertainer. Because at, at the end of the day, that's really what you are. Uh, and you're just coming up with different different kinds of media for it. So when you say that you want to watch someone who is fun, who is entertaining, that is what it is. You're an entertainer. And so when you have a program, when you have a format, 
that's really what you're doing is you're putting together a show and every stream is a show and every video that you're putting on is a piece of piece of your entertainment so i think if you come at it that way you know what what kind of style do you want to bring to it are you going to be extremely funny and that's your basic personality are you going to be extremely serious and you know extremely analytical and that's the entertainment i think the easiest way is to match that as closely to your own personality as possible and that makes it a lot easier so that you don't have to turn on so to speak you know you don't have to turn it on for stream you don't have to turn it off when you go on and so the closer it is to your natural personality the easier it is to make this content and to be an entertainer because if you're naturally high energy great right you go on stream you're high energy if you're naturally low energy and you turn on the stream then you have to turn it on and that's so that can be so exhausting because you're you're acting really essentially when you're an entertainer so you know when you come on try to do something that you know you're you're closely aligned to but also something that you think you can sustain okay okay um so uh, the last question i i have about live streaming is like do you think you need to be a good really good player to be a live streamer that's a great question Yes, and no one wants to answer that because I didn't ask anyone specifically and no one wants to I'll answer mean. that. I, I think the answer for that is no. You don't have to be a good player. Yeah. No. There you <laughs> you have to be you have to be entertaining though, as pre- precisely as retired hero says. You don't have to be a good player at all. As long as the as long as the viewers enter the stream and they leave happy, you don't have to be a good player. Who cares if you make mistakes? I mean, that's and the thing is like uh, I also think being a content creator is one of the fastest ways to fastest ways to learn. And so when you got so many eyes on you, you know, you, you just, you, you, your, your play improves very, very quickly because you got a lot of people throwing a lot of feedback your way, but no, you don't have to be a good player. When I first started making my YouTube videos, like I was not a good player at all. Uh, and I got better and better through the feedback, just by playing more, by learning more, by teaching myself stuff. And by also having people drop me feedback. So yeah, you don't have to be a good player at all. Uh, just got to be entertaining. That's the biggest thing. And it depends what your goals are to live stream. Maybe you just want to build a like build a community. Then, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It depends what your goals are. But I definitely think you don't have to be a good player. Yeah, that that that's going to be a unanimous answer for sure. I mean, if you look at the the streaming world right now, a lot of the biggest streamers are very good players but they're also entertaining. Some of them, though, aren't really good players, and then they eventually become good players because they keep playing. Now, we could have somebody drop in and stream Colonist or Catan, and they could be completely terrible at it, but they could be an amazing streamer from another community and bring themselves over. And I would still call them a good streamer. I'd even call them a great streamer but they would be a terrible player because they're just learning the game and they still have a huge audience watching them. So I don't think it's necessarily about being a good player. It's, uh, it's again about being entertaining and being, uh, you know, a, a good streamer with all of those qualities and bringing your community into it. And if you're just starting and you don't have this big community, well, again, think about your style and, and what you can bring into the space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, such a good thought. I, I just add the question because um, oftentimes, at least from what I've like read, people think, okay, oh, I'm not good enough at Katana, no one wants to watch me. But for me, also, it's not true. 
uh, there are like one or two people I specifically watch, even though they may be like still beginning in Catan or not that experienced, because I think they're way more fun to watch because they interact with the chat. They, mm -hmm. you know, um, just uh, want to have fun. And that's also like what I like about Starshine's contest. No, he's an amazing player, one of the best players in Catan. But he doesn't make competitive videos most of the time. But that's still like really fun. I even enjoy that more than the competitive one because uh, <laughs> you never see this weird stuff. Like play on Black Forest. I think everyone enjoyed playing on Black Forest. Dylan did it. Dylan even did it for money, I think. For oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> like where's where's DJ at? Where's DJ at? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I think a lot of people just want to have fun watching. So yeah, uh, everyone listening here, if you want to create Catan content, just go for it, I think. And, do it. Um, yeah, just go do it. I mean, like everyone at this table, like there's there's some that's, you know, super high competitive, complete tournament mode, but that's not everybody, right? A lot of times we, we get into the board games. I'm going to say every single person who gets into the board game just got into it because they wanted to get together with some friends and sit down and play, which is, you know, when you look around this, this little group, I'm sure we could get together and sit down and play and maybe go for Korean barbecue or something, right? Like it, it's about getting friends together, playing the game, having a good time. If you can do that on stream, then I think you'll have a successful stream. So, oh, maybe I have one more question. I said last year, but one more question about the live streaming thing. So if, if, our listeners, for example, want to create a YouTube uh, YouTube channel or a Twitch channel, and they think, oh man, I'm so new, I don't know a lot. Uh, can anyone help me? Like, uh, uh, do, how, do, how do you think, like, how important are collaborations? Or would you, would you say, okay, go to other people, ask them, maybe play with them together on stream? Or would you say, oh no, in the beginning, no one will listen to you because you're small and unimportant? This is a, this can be a tricky subject. I don't know if you guys have anything to add to this just yet. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to be careful navigating this. Uh, mm -hmm. as, a, as a beginner, it's absolutely okay to reach out and say, you know, hey, retired hero, I'm thinking about starting my own stream. Can you offer some advice? How do I set up my stream? What tools do you use? I don't know how many times I've shared that Epic Pen link with people, which is great. Mm -hmm. I want to I see people use it. I want people to, you know, level up their streams too. So I, I often give lots of advice for streaming, for content creation, that kind of thing. And I'm happy to help those ways. You know, as long as people aren't coming towards me and especially, you know, bigger people, they, they don't go seeking clout or, or trying to attach themselves to names and trying to make those mm -hmm. connections that aren't real or authentic. I mean, you just have to let some of those things happen. If you have a really good idea and you want to do something and it makes sense, you know, definitely go for it. Uh, so there's there's kind of two different ways of seeking out people right one is you know for advice to start out the stream and that thing the other is collaboration for the sake of collaboration to 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 chase a big name and to to help yourself grow and that sort of thing so that part i think you have to be a little bit careful of hmm. yeah okay. um when it comes to collaborations uh i think uh some, it's, as i think the biggest thing is like you know like I mean, I gotta be harsh here, but it's the truth. It's gonna be, let's say, mm -hmm. like you know, like you're, you're like a two viewer Andy, uh, and you ask me like you want to collaborate. Uh, there's a good chance I'm gonna probably say no. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and the and like unless you can try to bring me some type of value to the content yeah. or like 
hey, I'm some pro in city, like cities and nights, like, you know, can I crush you on stream or something like that? I'm like, yeah, I, I think that's some good content. You got to, I mean, the thing is like the, uh, if like someone has like, someone has like a huge following, mm-hmm. uh, you got to bring them some type of value or, mm-hmm. or, uh, or have something set up. So for example, right, there's this uh, streamer named Ludwig. He's like the number one streamer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually he, recently he bought Katana. I know he's played Katana before. Um, so what I did was, uh, he doesn't, oh, or like what I've already done was, you know, I, like I got, I like not hired, but I got some friends to help me shoot a video. It was like a one minute video and, uh, asking him to challenge him to series. He currently does. I told him I set it up, blah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I put in like a lot of effort and time into this like super high quality video. Um, all simply just asking to collaborate. And I'm confident that, you know, I put in like 99% more effort than everyone else who reached out to him. Hey, can I interview you? Or hey, can we do this together? Uh, I want to show him like, hey, I've had collaborations with, you know, like bigger people and like, or like not bigger people, but like with like people before, like Mr. Beast or like Larry Lear from the Smash community that he that he knows. Uh, and I think that stuff like that would catch his attention. Like, okay, this guy's clearly putting in a lot more effort and he's willing to set up something. And he's also watched my content before. Uh, yeah, I still need to send him that email. And so I'm pretty nervous about that. Good luck. Good luck. I uh, want to see that. Yes. So yeah, Starshine, that, that'd be someone, amazing. That'd be amazing. If, if someone asks you, Starshine, would you say, "Okay, let's just do it," or would you like give out a lot of tips, or do you have anything else you? I'm always down out? to give people tips. By the way, <laughs> I'm open for everything, of course. But um, I'm not really sure if I'm the person to ask at this point because I'm have a rather small channel. So, but yeah. Um, for, yeah, yeah, it, it depends on what you want. So, in my my opinion, like it's not people who want to start should not just look at like, okay, who's the biggest Katana person? Oh, that's delighted. Okay, let's go to him. I have one viewer. Let's ask him to do a video together. That just doesn't work. So, in the beginning, I would like look who who else is doing stuff. Okay, there's Starshine. Oh, I really enjoy his videos. Maybe I can just ask him if he has some tips and then play with him. I think that's what I would do because it's also like way more likely to succeed. Right. That actually does kind of happen already. You know, when I first got into the scene, it wasn't too long ago. It was like a few months ago. Uh, Vamos is one of the ones who often does challenge nights and he invites a whole bunch of people out, not just streamers, but there is a little bit of a Catan streamer community that kind of invites people out. You know, you get, get other, other people. I'm going to shout them all out. You get like the Mike rockers, the try nice games, all, all of those other people uh in the space and, and they've all reached out you know try and get games together uh try to play together like even newer guys like jake o is starting to stream and you, you have a whole bunch of people popping up now um but they start inviting each other into these games and you start to build a little bit of a community and they're all giving each other tips and, and playing some small games together and who knows maybe you'll see some bigger collaborations later on uh but it does take work from both sides to make a collaboration happen Right, it can't just be you asking the other side to do all the work. No, it's got to be, <laughs> it's got to be pretty shared. And and like Dylan says, you both have to bring value to the table. There's one new thing I just want to touch up on today because maybe it's also a topic for another stream, uh, uh, from which I'm passionate about. So it's coming up more and more that games get commentated on. Like you don't even have a streamer that streams their own games, but you have like a person who streams other games and commentates on that. Like people do in esports a lot. So what is your thought on that? 
Chin, this is all I do. All I do is live commentary. I have like one day where I actually play. I know, then... I know, I know. But you know, I'm I'm really passionate about that. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I I do have people asking me when I'll play a tournament too, and I'm sure one of these days I'll I'll finally sign up and get some time. The biggest thing for me is time commitment, right? I I work full time job. This is all all hobby, so I I can only dedicate so much time to do things and right now you know i've got the skill set to do the commentary but i think games you know if you want to bring attention to the games if you want to bring attention to the community if you want to highlight people and tell their stories and make stars out of the players i think that's what commentary can do that just individually streaming sometimes can't do and with commentary when you sit down at a table and there's four players there that aren't yourself that aren't named retired hero you can talk about them and their big plays and their you know brilliant decision making and things like that and so you can really start you know telling other people's stories and helping them become big names and uh and then you bring more viewers you bring more eyes to the game and they wonder what's going on and you can make it more exciting you can make it more entertaining you can teach people you can tell them how the game works and what you're looking at and so i think there's a lot of value that commentary uh can can give to the community and to the players yeah do 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 any of you other two have thoughts on that like i think uh, uh, live commentary is it's great um i think it's a necessary step in order to you know more professionalize katan also uh since i think that that this definitely has like you know um it's this like I can see Catan like you know exploding in terms of, like the esports world, which sounds weird. It's a board game. It's like <laughs> by far, far the most unique hey. board game. Right, but we're chess, starting to see Uno. more money. Yeah, we see like chess <laughs> explode, um, and like you know, there's like I mean, there's starting to be money. Like there's there's starting to be money on the line. There's starting to be more higher quality production. So like you know, like if you see all like the big games and like uh, yeah, like. Like all, all the big games have like live commentary and it's like super hype commentary, and yeah, people, it, it's. It, I think it's definitely it's a right step in the direction for the entire community slash scene. Yeah, in in a lot of ways, it helps legitimize the game too. Right? It takes it from the level of amateur hobby board game to elevating it to this kind of highly competitive, deeper, rich strategy, highly skilled players kind of a realm where you know the the commentary can do that you know people just think oh it's like monopoly you know and there's competitive monopoly by the way but you know people just think oh it's a board game you know how how exciting how hype could it get but then you bring in the right commentators and all of a sudden it's this huge show is this huge production and people find themselves invested in the game and they want to know what happens next they want to know who the champion is and i think that's that's what commentary can add Sasha, do you have anything to add? Um, I think I couldn't agree with more because especially the commentary gives, of course, view of all players what um, a solo commentary could probably not do. So I think especially for competitive games like we have it, for example, now happening with the Premier League of King of Catan, um, that is, of course, a very good thing and which we should definitely... Um, love to see more often i agree and thought it can i i, I want to throw in a hot take for the listeners so Ooh. a lot of people right now think that uh, like tell me okay i want to listen to voice chat. i want to listen to table talk and i still think that is important in some kind of way because in katan you do deals via voice chat so 
Um, I think commentators need to be aware of these deals. So in a perfect commentary, you have a third person sitting in voice chat who gets like, then listens to the deal and then tell the person commentary, okay, uh, you know, these are the deals that just went on, something like that. But my hot take is, I think people want to listen to voice chat because Catan commentary is right now just not developed enough. You know, we don't really 100% know what a good Catan commentary is. And I think if we can find that, then uh, maybe people like don't say anymore, okay, no, I don't want to listen to this weird commentary. I want, uh, I only want to listen to the voice chat. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Like the commentary is just being developed right now. Like I don't even think I've fully figured out Catan commentary yet. And you can see me trying a few different things every weekend that I cast and I try to take different angles, highlight different things that are happening at different times. I, I don't think it's figured out yet. And there's a lot of practice. There's a lot of going back and watching the VODs and, you know, seeing was this hype enough? Should I have hyped it up more? Should I have built up more of a storyline around this play? And you're right, we're missing, you know, some of that voice chat action and some of the deals that go on behind because not everything that happens is on screen. Some of it happens yeah. off in Discord. And and you're right, there's still a lot of work that we can do in, in the commentary scene. But but also as a commentator, like one thing I saw when I commentated with you that showed me, okay, there is way much more on the board than you think there is. Like mm -hmm. there was one play where it was pretty clear that there was made a deal because some because a spot wasn't taken from mm. one player and i think as a good commentator you just have to figure out okay there has to be a deal here because if not this play doesn't make any sense and you can uh do a story around that uh, yeah, yeah i think uh, um it, it's just it's just that the voice chat is just so important it's just so so important to them vital and i think that's something like that's pretty essential for future commentary is to be able to either one always be listening in so then just like to, to either like, you know, to, uh, so to be to either like, you know, be able to translate what's going on and then like red and blue, they just did a deal for this, for this, for this, or, or uh, option B is just like, um, but like for like, and like pause the commentary, like so we're commentary, commentary, mm -hmm. and important deals going down. Let's listen in. It's because I think the voice chat is just, it's such a vital part of the game that not getting it is, it's pretty huge. So yeah. I think that uh, in order to, I think one of the necessary steps of commentary to grow is combining uh, you know, the table talk with like with the players, combining it with voice chat or combining it with commentary or 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 like listening into the voice chat while you commentary in order to translate the deals. Since uh, a lot of the table talk slash deal making, it's it's very, very essential to keep in sight. It's super essential. Uh, and I think that adds to the story. And like, all right, look like and then like Delight is trying to swindle again or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with, with you on that. The good thing about commentary for me is like, in a Catan game, if you play like one and a half hours, a competitive game, out of this time, maybe an hour is not important at all, or maybe even an hour and 15 minutes. And this time, and this time, the commentary can add a lot. But there are like 20 to 50, 15 important minutes that can't be missed. Like if the one, two, three big deals happen, and you need to incorporate them. And I'm just thinking about like how poker commentary was done a few years back. Like they had both. They had the table talk and they also mm -hmm. had the commentators and something like that 
Yeah, and, and and some of that is just growing in terms of production too to make it as seamless as possible so that you know you can go in and out without a lot of technical issues and technical difficulties and, and to make it like that. Or you just grow a really big brain like Shin and you know exactly what's happening. These were a lot of nice thoughts on Catan content creation, on live streaming, on YouTube. We talked about more than an hour, and I wanted to keep it at an hour because I think that's easier to listen to. Like Dylan said, <laughs> like who wants to listen to a three-hour podcast? I guess I sometimes do, but a lot of people don't want to do that. So um, let's. I, I would say a thank you, everyone, for uh, being here, for uh, like talking to me, and every one of our listeners should check out all of these people. We have Starshine on YouTube, Starshine Katan, who does a lot of funny videos, but also tutorial videos on Cities at Nights and Seafarers. We have Retired Hero, who is on YouTube and also on Twitch. And we have Delighted Katan, I think, on YouTube and Delighted Katan also on Twitch. So check all of them out if you don't have already. And uh, yeah, you will get a lot of nice content and maybe you will procrastinate like I do often in the morning instead of working. Watch some uh, backlog vods of Dylan scamming viewers. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 I know. My deals are great. Please trade with me. Please trade with me. You're not doing it on purpose, you know. It's just, See, I have uh, to make sure to throw that in, otherwise I don't uh, get enough trades. To end, so every one of you <laughs> now can shout out anyone or just uh, say some last words. Maybe you want to, I don't know, say anything. So Starshine, you can start again if you want. Ooh, I'm always in the starting position, right? Uh, I want to thank you for having me, of course, first of all. It was really a pleasure talking with you all. Um, and I think... Um, a big takeaway of the conversation here is just it is a board game and I think all of the content creators and the viewers should um, share the love for the board game and just have a good time together. I think that's the most important for all type of content creation. Uh, I guess first, thanks. Thank you, Shin, not just for you know inviting me out to this podcast, but even for co-commenting. We've had such a good run this past couple of weeks. It's it's been awesome to have you around and great to talk to you. I think Delight and Starshine. I mean, I'm big fans of both. I watch all the videos. Uh, for me personally, not much to shout out. Come check out the YouTube. Come check out the live Twitch. Uh, I I like talking to people. I like hanging out. If you are a new content creator, don't be afraid to reach out. We're pretty friendly. We're willing to help out. I do want to see more content, more people grow because I I think if everybody grows, then Everybody wins. Yeah, I'd say thank you so much for this. Uh, check out both Retired Hero and Starshine. They're both great. Um, uh, we're here to help, guys. Uh, there's also a Discord for streamers and content creators. So uh, hit us, hit me up, or hit one of us up, and we'll add you to the Discord. Uh, but yeah, there's a growing scene. And if you guys want to be more involved in the community, go on colonist.io in the top left. There's like tournaments slash leagues, and that's a great way to get more involved. So check those guys out. Uh, and thank you so much, Shen. That's all I got for myself. That's great. So thank you listeners for listening. 
and i hope to hear you soon if you have any feedback just hit me up on discord like always and see you around <laughs>